0: Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tong.
1: Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation and I'm your host, Peter Tong. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And I'm freshly back from uh, my trip to southern France with Fimbar Ross and a subsequent trip to southern England. And this is uh, the first live show back for me. I did a show while in England actually on uh, September the 26th that if you haven't listened to, you may wish to do so uh, Reflecting on our journey through France and the beginning of our journey in England, um, and I'm still pumped actually with all of the energies that we <laughs> collected on our on our way. It was a great experience. Also, welcome today to the 1010. I, I, looking back, I think the 10 two years ago, October the 10th, 2010, was a real turning point, an injection of energy that's brought us through the 111111. And now we're rapidly approaching from the 1010, the 1111 to the 121212 and the December 21st, 2012, which I know my guest today, Deborah Jacobs, will be talking about uh, later in the show. Deborah, welcome to the show today. Thank you. It's wonderful being here. So Deborah, you have a really close connection, powerful connection with Archangel Michael and you also work with the dragon energies and in some ways that should produce some sort of inner conflict and I'm sure it doesn't. But before we get into that, perhaps you could, uh, our listeners are always interested to know how people go, go on or began their awakening journey. So just tell us a bit about how it evolved for you.
2: Well, as far as Michael showing up, he just showed up when I was, my earliest memory of him was I was six years old and had this guy talking to me and never really knew who he was except for that I knew he was some sort of spirit. And when I was in probably my early teens, I ran into a woman who um, was a witch, and she walked up to me at this, like, big county fair thing, and she goes, do you know you have Archangel Michael hanging out with you? And I knew his name was Michael, but I didn't know he was an angel, so I kind of went, yeah. <laughs> and... uh that's my earliest memory. I was really, really lucky the way I was raised that nobody told me no. You know, I didn't have that, you know, oh my child's crazy or they just figured I had an invisible friend and as I got older they just sort of
1: ignored what I did.
2: So I I don't think I, I don't know if I actually had an awakening.
1: It was just sort of always there. And and I'd I'd be really interested to know how Michael appears to you. What what does he look like? What's what's his form?
2: Um, When he shows up physically, he looks just like the pictures you see of him. He's in full warrior garb with his sword and the most gorgeous wings. And depending on kind of what's going on in the moment, you know, his wings may be out or they may be wrapped around me um, when I've gotten very sick at different times. He'll come up behind me and wrap his wings completely around me, which is just like standing in this white light energy
1: that's incredible. And, and how would you describe his sort of character or personality? Well,
2: did you ever see John Travolta in the movie Michael?
1: <laughs> I did, yeah. That's yeah. my
2: Michael. <laughs> <laughs> okay. he, he's, you know, I, I've gotten practically yelled at by people that channel Michael. Oh, you can't be possibly talking to him because Michael's an angel. He's sweet. He's loving. It's like, uh, not my world. And I don't know if he appears to other people the way they need him to, Mm -hmm. uh, or what, but with me, you know, he always says, don't forget I was a warrior on this planet that didn't change. And he's, He is a warrior and he's very, he gets very sarcastic and he can be lots of fun. And, uh, as he says, he tells the truth whether people want to acknowledge it or not and how they take it is really up to them. But if they ask him, he's going to tell them the truth, period.
1: So uh, when did you actually start sort of working uh, consciously or intentionally with him? Um, you
2: know, I think it was when I was very, very young because I, you know how kids always, you always hear about kids that fall on or they get in an accident, they break an arm, they break a leg or whatever, and I was very blessed to have Michael around because when I would go to go do something stupid with my older brothers, he protected me or he'd say, don't jump off that roof, don't walk on that fence, you know, if I was climbing trees. Don't go out on that limb. And sure as heck, you know, one of my brothers would and they'd fall. So, you know, he's, I've always been very proactive with him. When I was a teenager, I became a hellion. I mean, I was like biker babe when I was a teenager. And he literally saved my life on many occasions when I was going to some rowdy party that I didn't need to be at and, uh, I mean, one night I was driving and he actually put his hand on my chest while I was driving and said, stop the car, turn around. And my three girlfriends looked at me like I was crazy, but I did. I learned very young not to argue with an angel and I pulled over and within minutes, police cars came flying by us and it turned out somebody had opened fire with a, with a pistol at the party. Wow. So I guess I've always actively engaged with him. I mean, I went through times where it was like, go away, I don't want to hear you. Um, But he's always hung in there.
1: Right. You know, and I started
2: doing a lot of this intuitive work um, when I was like 16. I met my first shaman who started
1: working with me. Now, you say that you don't... uh channel michael so so can you explain how the relationship works
2: it's just like you and i speaking it's just like me having a conversation with anybody except for i don't see him most of the time um i just hear him talking and we we have conversations it's not like channeling as and i believe in channeling i know some really good channels and when they channel the whatever entity takes over them and talks through them. Michael d- doesn't do that with me. He just, if somebody wants an answer to a question, he'll. <laughs> he's, I got to say this now because he's he's sitting here saying, you know, but you do always talk for me. <laughs> right. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, I I am his voice in a way, and sometimes he says things that I I will. Muffle down a little bit because he does swear and he does get frustrated when people don't listen.
1: Okay. Well, I'll make sure I listen today. (laughs) (laughs) He says
2: you're all good.
1: (laughs) And you consider yourself uh, an intuitive life coach as opposed to being a psychic. Can you explain the difference and what you mean by that? I think the
2: biggest difference with that is as an intuitive life coach, I want to teach people how to do this work for themselves. Um, I know we all have our own best answers, but when we're, we're really emotionally tied to something, it's really hard to find them. And so in my work with people, uh, in my readings, so to speak, is Michael and I and what other entities may be around at the time, Really, try to nail down what the cause is and what the situation is and how to move past that and do the work and have the life people want so it's not quite as woo woo um, in a in, to to make a really brief explanation of this uh, i'll give you an example uh, Usually when people call for readings, they have an idea of what they think they want to know, right. And one uh, person I was working with, all he wanted to know was where his soulmate was. And Michael goes, but that's not the problem. What the problem is, is every single thing in his life is black and white. His house, his car, his clothes. He has no color, which means he has no emotion energy. So how do you draw love in if you have no color? And he had the guy buy a new wardrobe and, you know, like hang new drapes and buy new dishes and all this bright color stuff. Within three months, he met the love of his life
1: and is doing great. That's a, that's a great description of, of the difference, isn't it? Because what people think that they, they want to need isn't necessarily uh, it. So in, in your experience with all the readings that you, you have done, what what would you say are the main barriers to people reaching this higher level of awareness? I, Well, Michael's talking now so
2: we'll just say what Michael's saying he he thinks the number one reason that humans don't live the life they can live is because they they have been taught not to trust themselves and so they don't trust when they hear spirit within um, their own spirit not great spirit their own spirit speaking to them they don't trust or believe that um, they can be rich or they can be successful You know, it's all fear-based mentality, and he, (laughs) you know, if they could let go of fear and hold on to faith,
1: then the world would be a completely different energy. And how do people begin to do that? That's a a huge step for people to make that first step, isn't it? How do they do that? Well, in, in my sessions with
2: people, the first thing that I teach them is how to locate and hear their own spirit. Uh, Because it's not in your head. And, you know, as you know, through the end of this 2012 mess that we're going through, we have moved from a mind consciousness to a heart consciousness. And it's really kicking some people's butts because they are trying to go to their mind to get answers that are not there. And so we work with people, and this is where the life coach stuff comes in, of how to locate your spirit and how to listen to your spirit and get those yes and no questions, you know, answers to questions, instead of getting all stuck in your brain and rolling around in your brain where um, your brain is just filing cabinets of information. You know, you use it when you balance your checkbook. You don't use it when you decide who you're gonna fall in love with. So that's that's like the biggest thing. If you can make that step into you're hearing and working with your own spirit
1: and uh, quiet quietening the mind is a big part of that isn 't it
2: yeah and I, I you know I have a lot of different tools I teach people you know how to if if somebody needs visualization to be able to make things work, you know how to visualize turning down that volume switch um, some people that are very kinesthetic you know in, in function and feeling. Uh I stole something from the author Sonia Choquette that I just dearly love, which is squeezing your butt. You know, if you're in your head and you squeeze your butt, you're gonna come right out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
1: And yeah. it works really well. So, so yeah. So Deborah, we're actually coming up to our first break and we'll take that break and we'll return with Deborah Jacobs in a moment. It's Pit of tongue for awakening to conscious co creation.
3: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tong and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenterJourney.com for more information. Every life
4: on Earth has the capability of knowing the world in a much more powerful way than what we've settled for and GaiaM TV is there to support your journey in knowledge, awareness, and awakening. Our vision is to raise global consciousness by bringing viewers original interviews, inspiring films, and engaging series on today's most sought-after topics. We invite you to try GaiaM TV free for 10 days. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to claim your free trial. You won't look at your life and your world the same way again.
0: That's g a i a m t v dot The Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tongue. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program.
1: Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tung. Just a reminder to go to my own website, www.petertung.com. My uh, October newsletter is already there and some great information in that and, uh, again, a a discussion about part of our trip in the south of France as well as our our previous Virgo workshop and also www.myheartcenteredjourney.com. And next week, a week tomorrow, uh, I will be doing a second half of uh, the journey through uh, Paris and the south of England through the Standing Stone Circles, Tintagel and Glastonbury and filling people in on the, on the details of that, of that journey. So check out those two sites, com and myheartcenteredjourney.com. I have with me today Deborah Jacobs and just before the break Deborah was talking about her connection with Archangel Michael and the work that she does as an intuitive Life coach, and you mentioned just in passing, Deborah I want to come back to the. You mentioned that in fact you do get guidance and support from other sources as well as Michael when you're doing readings for people.
2: Yeah, I really never know who or what's going to show up. Um, I was doing a session with somebody yesterday, and her power animal showed up suddenly. There was this big lion in my living room, <laughs> um, and then uh, a friendly you know, lion. I have. <laughs> that was kind of it was like oh okay hi um and then sometimes uh even you know family members that have passed away will show up um and that's something that just sort of really started in the last 5 years and uh it's very interesting cuz I know a lot of mediums but I've never done that kind of work and I was actually doing a show on Shirley McLean's uh website and I suddenly my entire office was filled with all these people's spirits. And they all had something to say to somebody who was on the chat. And I'd never had that experience before. So that was pretty wild.
1: And do they come through in the same way as Michael, through an audible um, connection?
2: <laughs> well, this one was interesting. I'm learning how to control it so it is audio instead of uh, you know that time. I mean, I had people standing around me. I had people sitting on my bookcases. I mean, it was totally visual and audio. And,
1: and, and it was and I mind guess, blowing. <laughs> yeah, and I guess you get some feelings as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, but you know, I'm I don't know why, and I guess I'm really lucky, but I hear. You know, I hear what pe- what they're saying. Uh, even the lion yesterday was pretty funny because here's this lion speaking English to me. You <laughs> know, I was like, okay. Now, once in a while, they'll go off into other languages. Like, Michael likes to do that a lot, and I'll have to sit there during a reading and say, okay, English. I need English. I don't speak French.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, interesting. An- another question, because, uh, again, I, you know, in, in the work that I do also, a lot of people – get readings from psychics and mediums, and uh, there can be wrong information given through mediums and psychics to people who who often are latching on to every word that's being said. So what would you say about that? Well, Michael says it's not wrong
2: information. What it ends up being is inaccurate information. And I do a few things. When people book with me, I always have a phone conversation for with them before I actually set up the reading. Because if you don't have an energy uh, going between you, then you're not going to get accurate information. The other thing is this is not a gift that you can turn on and off like a light switch. And I have known through the years many, many famous psychics that are at times very, very good. The problem is I I think once you, you kind of allow ego to crawl in there and time and schedules and things, you can have problems. If I have something on the schedule and I'm going to need Michael for it and he doesn't show up, I'm going to reschedule. I'm not going to give somebody a crummy reading or a not as accurate reading As what they should get just because I'm on a time schedule. I don't think that's right. It's, and I think people need to start learning discernment. If you, I don't care if your, you know, sister says this person was awesome. They may not be for you, but you won't know until you
1: set it up first and have a conversation first. So how should someone, if they're gonna, if they're deciding they are gonna have a reading, how should they choose the right person for themselves?
2: You have a sense of resonance. It's like when you meet somebody for the first time and you just like them, it's cause you have a sense of resonance of energy with them. If you are looking at a, an ad for a psychic or you hear a psychic reader and you have that sense of Ooh, okay. You know, I can get this person. Then you book a reading. You don't base it on are they famous, or are they a New York Times bestseller, or are they really good looking, or do they have that angelic, fluffy thing? You see what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Yep. You use your discernment, and and remember that we're human. Uh, I tell people that at the beginning of every reading, remember I'm human um, and I can be wrong. Also, this is probably something you're going to want to get into, but using the Dragon Energy, I see 72 pleats of time at one time. So during a reading, if you shift what you're, you're wanting to do, like you decide you're talking about going to school and then you decide you're not going to, the entire outcome changes instantly. I don't see that with some other people in this work, that they have that ability,
1: you know, so. Well, it's probably a good opportunity to to start talking about the dragon energy and come back to that concept of the the 72 potentialities, as it were. So so let's let's help our listeners understand what you mean by, by dragon energy. Well, I know for a
2: fact that God created dragons and that they were real, and they weren't just part of a myth, mythology in stories. And they are still real. They're just in a different form now. And when dragons were created, they were created like angels. And Michael says, you know, we ride on dragons. <laughs> you know, we are we are sisters and brothers in, in God's work or creator's work or whatever you want to call it. Um, And the the dragons really were there when they were in dragon physical form, as people see in pictures, to assist humans on this planet and assist the animals in the plant world. And along comes religion, beliefs, and fear, as Michael says. It's just fear. And people started killing dragons. And creator said, uh, "No, those are my babies," and pulled them out of physical form into an energetic form, like angels are,
1: so they couldn't be killed. So what, one of the one of the things that you and I've just seen them actually many many depictions uh, in churches in in England and France where uh, you see Michael slaying the dragon. It's it's probably one of the most common. Uh, icons of, of Michael, actually, is, is him standing over the dragon and slitting the thing open. So yeah. and well, Michael what, what, hates what does that. he say about he that? He hates that. <laughs> um, I, mean, he, I mean, he's standing here
2: right now with his, like, his sword up and his wings out. He's No, he hates that. He said, you know, you. well, I don't know if you want to say that, Michael. Okay, we'll, we'll rephrase it. Um, he <laughs> said, you can always le- let and allow for people in belief systems to reframe the truth to their own benefit. And so here is somebody, you know, you know Michael who is a saint, what better way to make people believe that dragons are awful than to portray a saint killing a dragon. And Michael said he would no more have killed a dragon as he would to uh go after another angel.
1: So, what is the relationship then between Michael and the dragon? What 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 is the connection that's that's significant? He
2: says we do we do different jobs. He says we work with humans on a heart level, emotional level, thought level, and the dragons work with humans on straight energy level. They interact more with the planet um, and like the oceans and the and the skies and They, you know, humans are just sort of in their way now most of the time. Um, once in a while they'll, um, they'll try maybe to persuade humans to go somewhere else if they're doing energy work on the planet and trying to heal specific places in the planet. Um, he says like, uh, all the drilling that humans do into the mother, um, you notice there's been some hiccups with those sites lately.
1: Yes. Like the one yeah. in the
2: Gulf, you know, suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oil coming out. Um, and so the dragons are really working with creator more one-on-one to try and save the planet
1: from us. Yeah, exactly. So one of my, certainly one of my awarenesses, uh, again, because of the work that I do working with the ley line, crystalline grids of the planet and the energy vortexes and the sacred sites is very closely connected to the dragon energies that run through those uh, those crystalline currents of energy, so it would not be a surprise to know that in some ways the dragons are the guardians of the surface of the planet.
2: Absolutely. That's probably a better answer than what I just said. Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> much better. Um, but Michael, you know, you cannot believe... He says, you just can't believe everything you see. Um, there was a lot of things that humans have put out there that are just untruths, complete untruth, and it's to
1: control other humans in, by using fear. So we create a fear around something that's actually quite valuable and important to us. Absolutely,
2: and it'll do one of two things. It'll either keep other humans from going there, which governments have been really good at doing this, you know, like, there's a really bad volcano there. You can't go there. It's off-limits, you know, and it may actually be, you know, UFOs living inside a mountain or something that they really don't want you to go see.
1: Yeah. Well, a good example of that in my own experience is uh, radioactivity, where it's in the right natural amount. is extremely beneficial, but because of all the Hiroshima stuff, there's an incredible fear around it.
2: Oh, he, he says it's even... I mean, when you get into that... Um, type of all of the currencies, current. I don't know how to say that. What he's saying, but the electrical uh grids are like wacko now, with all the cell phones and TV, and I mean, you know, iPads and all this stuff is all sending frequencies and energies that are not natural to this planet. So the the dragons are like flying around, try to trying to. As, as alchemists, shift that energy into something that's positive for the planet. And uh, it's quite a battle for them.
1: We're coming up to our next break, Deborah. but when we come back, I want you to actually talk about how you incorporate the, the dragon energy or the dragon awareness when, you, when you're doing your readings. Okay. It's, it's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation.
0: This is the Voice America Seventh Wave Channel.
3: Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you, to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenterJourney.com for more information. In these changing times,
4: the journey toward global consciousness has never been more important. GaiaM TV is the first online video library dedicated to support your journey toward global and personal discovery. Our viewers enjoy unlimited access to our vast selection of inspiring interviews, engaging films, and award-winning wellness videos. And we invite you to try it for free. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to start your free trial. The journey starts now. That's G-A-I-A-M-T-V.com. Be
0: Visionary. This is the Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tan. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program.
1: Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tung. I'm deeply grateful to TV for uh, supporting, sponsoring this series of shows uh, GAYAM TV, To Open Your Mind, Awaken Your Spirit, Original Interviews with Great Visionaries, the world's first online video library devoted to supporting your awakening journey. And I'm absolutely delighted that on next week's show, October the 17th, Jay Wiedner, who is the program director for GAYAM TV, will be on the show and he'll be talking about the great value that GAYAM TV brings to us and also uh, an update on his present work involving the alchemy, the Golden Age, the Henday Cross. It will be a great show. There is a banner on the website uh, for a free 10-day trial with Guy TV. All you have to do is click on the banner and you will have a 10-day free trial of Gaiyam TV uh, to see how it can serve you in this awakening time. I have with me today Deborah Jacobs and just before the break Deborah we were talking about dragon energy and you were beginning to help us understand how that works and, and when you incorporate the dragon energies into readings that you do how, how does that change things
2: Um it, it really expands uh what I can see because uh and I work specifically uh in readings with one dragon who happens to be a golden dragon and what the dragons can do in a reading is, as you know, we live what people are calling a multidimensional life, which simply means, in a nutshell, that we are living within several dimensions, the exact same life in different, that looks different, but we don't know we're in these different dimensions. Uh, and they're different, I think, levels of consciousness because everything happens in the etheric world before it happens in the physical world. And the dragons live in the etheric world. As somebody shifts in anything, even a simple feeling, they, they're actually flowing in and out of these 72 dimensions and change their course, change their outcome of of anything. It could be, you know, what store they're gonna to go to, what they're gonna eat for lunch, to who they're going to, you know, match up with as a soulmate. Um the way I describe it when I work with people in readings, which I think is a much easier way to describe it, is if your intention is to land at Sky Harbor Airport in Phoenix, that's your intention. You you want to land on the runway that's the calmest, nicest, smoothest, safest, right? Through Dragon Energy, I it's like seeing all seventy-two runways in front of me. And as somebody, you know, so, somebody who may have had a lot of bad things happen in their life may continually pick the runway that's got bumps or or and things in it. That's going to be a really hard landing and some that are even closed, and they never get to their intention. So that's what I work with with the dragon energy are these multidimensional levels that are all happening. And I don't know if you're old enough to remember 8-track players. (laughs) Yes. That's what (laughs) it feels like to me physically. Every time somebody shifts, it's like somebody pushes the 8-track player and it goes chunk-chunk into the next thing. And and I completely shift the vision. That's why I quit reading tarot cards, because when you throw tarot cards before a reading, you have a set outcome, right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows those last three or four cards on the right hand side is where they're going to end up. I I found that that was inaccurate. Uh, at least for me, it may work for other people, but for me, it was totally inaccurate because nobody is the same when they. From the time they start a session with me till the end
1: of the session so any any shift uh, that takes place in that person or any choice that they make as a result of the reading then shifts the whole paradigm of the 72 potentialities right
2: yeah and it, and you can bounce back and forth between eight or nine of them until you you know and I always uh, ask people to follow up because during a session or a reading A lot of times, and I know you've had these, where you go, I don't know, I've never thought about doing that. And then six months later, suddenly somebody walks up to you and says, hey, i got this great idea. Do you want to do this with me? And you go, wow, okay. And then you remember, didn't somebody tell me that about six months ago?
1: (laughs) And and when you're looking at these potentialities, these outcomes, do, do you see... Um one that's more likely than another. It, it, do you do you get indications of what is the most likely outcome? Well,
2: yeah, Michael will will. That's when Michael comes in and really uh, will guide things. You know, um, I and I. In one instance, I had somebody who wasn't sure if they wanted to stay married. Okay, well, you've got a whole lot of different outcomes on that. You can stay married and it be crummy. You can stay married and have the tools to work it out. You can, uh, you know, get divorced if you're not supposed to be with this person. Um, you've got thousands of soulmates out there. By the way, I don't believe in the twin flame. I think that's a lie. Um, so you've got thousands of potential other people that maybe you're supposed to be with. I mean, there's lots and lots of options. And I think that's what... Well, I know Michael says that's what humans don't get is we have options. We have been berated through, especially the last five generations, that life is hard, find a job, work really hard, and if you live through it, you may be able to retire and then have some fun. <laughs>
1: yes. It's a great system, isn't it? It's,
2: and it's a it's lie. for
1: millions of people, yeah.
2: Yeah, but it's a lie. I mean, yeah, yeah. some people, and then there's also this presumption of what jobs are fun, you know, like, well, I don't want to be a garbage man. They're a garbage man I know that love being a garbage man. Yep. Yeah. You know, so you can't take and put your stuff on to anybody else. And one, one of the things that the, the dragon energy does it, during a session is if, if I sense that, I'll ask you, is that coming from you or is that coming from what you were taught? You know, is that coming from you or is that coming from Your brain that has been trying to balance your checkbook for the, for the last year and keeps saying you're broke, you're broke, you're broke. But your intention is to have money and be financially abundant. You know, get out of your brain. And I, so in these multi-dimensions, I can see where people are kind of standing on their own energy hoses. (laughs) Okay. You know, it's like lift your foot and the flow starts again. It's that simple there, there's a, a great song by mark stanton Walsh that, that said with the angels singing it really doesn't have to be that hard about life and that is the truth as soon as you start making it hard you're driving the angels and the dragons and everybody else out there crazy because you're not going to reach your intention if you know you're a hamster running around on a wheel
1: now, you actually uh, have another aspect of your life, which is you actually work on behalf of other people to help them in terms of promoting them as, as an agent, and you've, you've directed some wonderful guests on, onto my show. So, so when you're working in that other role as an agent, do you use the gifts that you have in this, in this capacity? You know, I love that question,
2: and nobody ever asked me that, and I don't. You know i don 't like hide one life from the other. I absolutely do i The first thing I do when it, when an author contacts me and wants representation is I see if there 's a resonance between us because if there isn 't there 's going to be a problem between us and Then I read their work and I ask Michael, even if I really, really, really like something, you know it, it I look down their runway, so to speak, and say. Are they going to support their own work? Are they going to get out there and do the promotion they need to do? Because I only get paid when they get paid. So um, I apply that to it. And when especially working with New Age metaphysical natural health stuff, I stop and, and do a read on the person without their knowledge. Are they speaking the truth? Are they walking the, their path. I have turned down some really famous people because, in my heart, I felt like they weren't really, you know, coming from a place of of intention. And to me, everything
1: in life is about the work. Money is the byproduct. And, and you've actually made this courageous step in a way of, of stepping out yourself a little bit into your into your own uh, gifts and talents and. and putting yourself center stage how's that feeling for you
2: that yeah i'm still a little jiggly on this one um <laughs> i didn't i was basically what my friends like to call a closet psychic for 30 years i worked with a lot of clients but i only took clients by referral and i just started um booking through shirley McLean's website about three months ago i guess and my daughter said you know you you do all this public relations for all your clients, why don't you do it for yourself? And go, go on some radio shows and, and step out into the light, so to speak. And I'm loving it because I'm getting so many great, wonderful new clients. And because I learn something about myself in every reading I do with somebody else,
1: it's a, it's been an incredible growing period for me. Have you managed to to maintain a, a balance of of work and time and, and down time to relax
2: um, i'm getting there. I actually am <laughs> getting there i I had no idea um, how well I was going to do at my own PR <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and so many people I think, like you, have booked a lot of my authors, and nobody knew what I did on the side and I think there's a lot of excitement around bringing this information about dragons out because people don't know it. You know, and, it, and it's something new that they can access. And, uh, so I am thrilled to be able to step out and, you know, kind of claim my own power here and be able to really assist that many more people in their
1: lives. That's great, Deborah. And we're coming up to our final break, so we'll take that now. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation.
0: The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network.
4: In these changing times, the journey toward global consciousness has never been more important. Guy TV is the first online video library dedicated to support your journey toward global and personal discovery. Our viewers enjoy unlimited access to our vast selection of inspiring interviews, engaging films, and award-winning wellness videos. And we invite you to try it for free. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to start your free trial. The journey starts now. That's G A I A M T
3: V dot com. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to myheartcenteredjourney.com for more information.
0: Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to awakening to conscious co-creation with peter tongue if you have a question for peter or comment on this series please send an email to descending at gmail.com that's descending at gmail.com now back to our program
1: welcome back to awakening to conscious co-creation with your host peter tongue i have with me today deborah jacobs and i just want to Thank Deborah again for passing on some wonderful authors uh, to me on the radio show. And I've got a couple more coming up in the near future, actually. But Deborah, just give us uh, your actual information. So if anybody wants to make contact with you or have a reading with you, where, where do they go? The easiest
2: thing to do is go to Readings by Deborah. And Deborah is spelled D-E-V as in Victor, R-A. com, And there's actually a link on my site um, that goes to the order page on ShirleyMcLean.com, or you okay. can go to ShirleyMcLean.com and look under shopping psychic reader
1: <laughs> okay and they get deborah jacobs yeah that would be me <laughs> <laughs> perfect so i'm really interested in in all the excitement building up uh, and i've already mentioned 10 10 10 11, 11 12 12 and december 21st 2012 we're coming up to the last quarter of uh, 2012, which is amazing in itself. So I'd love to hear what Michael has to say about that. Well, uh, Michael has been talking
2: a lot about this in the last few months, um, especially on, uh, uh, you know, chats and things. The the number one thing that Michael wants everybody to understand is that the hype around the world is going to end in a large part, was started by the same people that have him killing a dragon. And it's not true. There, As a Hopi Hopi elder said recently on a show, and Michael and I really liked what he had to say, if you live on top of a volcano and in your belief you believe that in December of 2012 you're going to get wiped out by that volcano, then you will. If you live on top of a volcano and your belief system does not include the end of the world and mass destruction and you lived on, live on top of a volcano, then you won't be touched. It's that clear an energy, energy that's going on. The more fear that builds the more that the the earth and the mother are going to respond to that negative energy, which is, as you know, I'm sure you know, is a negative energy is a pulling toward you. It's a me energy. I'm afraid, therefore I want, I need. And so all the energy comes toward you. Um, In the opposite, when you're in faith, it's uh, I send my energy out. And it's soothing and calming and it isn't a tug of war with, with the rest of the world. And if he says, Michael's saying if you really look at what's going on all over the world where there are wars and, and, uh, you know, major earth changes and things, it, there's a lot of fear in those places. And so it's feeding it. It's just like in his mind, if you believe that, you know, 2012 means the end of the world and you're out there hoarding toilet paper and water, then you better do a really good job of it because that really will happen with you. Or you can take and change and shift and let's all head to a different runway and have an absolute clear knowing that all this is is December 21st of 2012 is the ending of a cycle and the birthing of a new sar- cycle of heart chakra energy. That's it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now it's interesting you, you use the word faith because faith is very much a quality associated with Archangel Michael. What? How would you actually describe what faith actually is?
2: Well, I'll let Michael tell you because he's, okay. he's talking. So he's says. Faith is an absolute clear knowing from your heart chakra, from your center, from your spirit. It's those times where it doesn't matter what something looks like. You know it's okay. You know it's right because you have faith. You're, And it's faith that you – okay, Michael, be clear – Faith that you are but a tiny piece of the light of creation, and you are of that energy. And if you are of that energy, then that energy is all good energy. So, and I don't know if you could swear on your show, but he's basically saying, remember, good in, good out. Okay, he changed his word, poop in, poop out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: And that's faith. If you, if you just know, like if you want a whole new job, you know, and you have faith that, okay, well, I can go learn that and do something different. And you have the faith, then everything in the universe will line up for you. If you don't and you're fear-based, then you'll keep hitting walls. And, and he's saying that, you know, really apply this to everything in your human life because if you're trying to book a vacation and you're not getting the flights at the right time or the hotels don't have openings at the right time or the other person you want to go with may or may not be able to get off work that's when you use your your knowing that absolute clear knowing of faith and go wait a minute this trip is not supposed to happen now for some reason
1: got it interesting one, one of the things that that was spoken about about uh, 2012 was something that people use the expression the safe lands where there were going to be parts of, of the planet which were going to be safe uh, during any tumultuous changes and I, and I must admit from my own point of view to me the safe land is where i am because <laughs> because if i have that total belief and faith uh, in and trust in in the planet and in the universe and wherever i am it's going to be okay Absolutely,
2: but Michael also wants everybody to understand, you know, that nothing nothing that humans can do are going to stop things like earthquakes and volcanoes, and it's not a God source energy thing. It's simply the earth is alive, and the earth occasionally takes a deep breath or shakes off something or moves, and, you know, we're living on her. You know, so we've got to put up with what she's going to do. And it's not, it has nothing to do with 2012 or consciousness or anything else. Well, he says in some cases it does have to do with us, you know, drilling and stuff and creating pockets where there wouldn't be. But it's natural. I mean, it, the, just as natural as, you know, the movement of the planet, there are going to be earthquakes places, but nobody, I don't care who they are, can tell you where that's going to be
1: so we have to be uh, where we are in, in our own sacred space and doing our yeah. work uh, on, on the good of uh, on, the, on behalf of humanity anyway
2: yeah I, I get a lot of people in readings will tell me oh I live on the coast of Southern California should I move and Michael's answer is always do you like being on the coast in Southern California you know would you be happy in you know in the middle of nowhere in a desert you know, if you're happy where you are, then just be present. Just be absolutely happy and present where you are. You don't have to move because of fear that it might not be there in two days. It may nothing may
1: never ever happen there. Well, it's going to be really interesting. What does happen, isn't it, Deborah, over the next? Uh two or three months. I'm actually really really looking forward to it.
2: I, Michael and I feel like it's that whole 2000, year 2000 where all the computers were going to crash.
1: Yeah, yeah. Same.
2: I think, you know, December, tw- in fact, I'm booked on a show December 22nd just because the two of us were laughing that we
1: wanted people to see that we were still here. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: And I'm planning to do my own show on my show on December the 26th just after Christmas.
2: Oh, I, <laughs> I, think, I think, think it's awesome. The only thing... <laughs> that because it's a completion you know we've been doing this we've been in this mode for what three years now Mm -hmm. yeah of the shift you know the the only simple uh i know somebody is going to be inside of one of the pyramids in south america on december 21st and in my mind's eye it's like Okay, if I truly believed that something really could happen on the Earth, would I wouldn't want to be inside a pyramid? (laughs) I don't think I want to go. No, I'll pass.
1: (laughs) So, Deborah, we're actually uh, we've come to the end of our time. So, I really, really appreciate you joining me today. So, thank you for today's show and also for all the great work that you're doing. I really appreciate it.
2: Thank you so much for having
1: me. I can't believe our time's over already. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? (laughs) Time flies. So just a reminder that my guest next week will be Jay Wiedner, who will be representing Guyam TV and talking about their programs and the tremendous opportunity being offered to you through GuyAM TV. And it'll also be including his own work on alchemy, the golden age, and uh, how we uh, need to live our lives, as Deborah was explaining today as well. So I hope you join me next week. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Have a wonderful week. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. <laughs>